you know, if if you just need to take a mental health day and, you know, like, hey, I just need a day off. I've been, you know, working and traveling. It's been two weeks and, you know, you need a mental health day. That's fine. I think that's absolutely fine. Hey, thanks for listening to We're Momming today. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me, Lauren Simonetti, on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave me a review. We're momming today with Lori Shallow, the chief corporate reputation officer at Chipotle. Sounds like a very big job for a mother of two. Uh, Lori, thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you. What exactly is a chief corporate reputation officer? (laughs) Good question. I get that a lot. (laughs) Um, So basically, I oversee all of our, um, you know, our brand reputation and our brand image. And we do that through our internal and our external communications you know, through our, our customer service and our social listening, our sustainability practices, as well as I oversee all of our food safety. Okay, so what time do you, does the alarm clock go off? When do you get to the office and, and when do you pull into your driveway at night? Well, that's a, a good question. I'll, I'll take today as an example. The alarm goes off at 4.05 a.m. only because I have to take my oldest daughter, a 15-year-old, to swim practice. Um, and then I wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, <laughs> swim. You wake up at four in the morning to take your daughter to priest, like a, a, a swim practice before school starts. They do that. Yep. Yeah, they sure do. Three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. She has Whoa. To school at 445. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then after that, <laughs> then I go home and get the other one ready for school. And then I have to pick her back up from swim and take them both to school at eight and then come to the office. Okay, um, I don't. I really don't know what to say right now. And so, <laughs> let me just say, I don't sleep very much. <laughs> yeah, I, I gathered you didn't. Okay, so then, so who picks your girls up from school, or do they take the bus? No, I have someone who will pick them up after school and drive them again to swim or field hockey or basketball, other activities. Um, and then I sometimes will have to pick them up, you know, say six o'clock or later. Um, and then I'd say I'm home by, you know, seven o'clock most evenings. Do you cook dinner? <laughs> Not very often. <laughs> okay. Do you go to the gym? <laughs> Not very often either. Um, I try to, on the weekends, we do have, you know, family time, family dinners. Um, and that's when I mostly get my exercise in. I do walk my dog every day, twice a day, but unfortunately fitting in time at the gym is a little, a little difficult right now. Yeah. Well, I- Clearly. But okay, you're you're getting stuff in in these like little windows of opportunity, I suppose, that you have. How do you you're so cheery and so personable and you just seem so bright. How does this not get um, overwhelming or does it? You know, um, so I'm married. My husband uh, works full time and travels a lot. He's actually his territory is Hawaii. So I'll say he's traveling for work right now in Hawaii this week. So those weeks are more challenging, but um, what I found is I just have to be super organized. I do a schedule every weekend, and when people say it takes a village, it really does. Um, you know, we haven't, since we've had children, we haven't lived in the same town with family, so I'm always envious of people who can call on mom or grandma or an aunt or an uncle to pick up the kids. So what I found is I just have to be very organized. I have to have backup plans for everything. And this is when I, when I mentor with a lot of women who are trying to, 
you know, climb the ladder and, you know, how do I have kids and a husband and work and travel and how do I make it all work? I always tell them my trick is you have to have a backup plan for everything. So I have to make sure I've got a backup plan for someone to pick up the kids from school, someone to feed the pets and walk the dog. And, you know, if I have to uh, travel overnight suddenly to have someone who can stay at the house. So having those plans in place, I think, really helps. And then having this network of other working moms and dads who we just help each other out and it, it makes it all work. Yeah. You know, when I give advice to anybody especially new parents, I, I always say, I, I know you don't want to separate from your baby or your child, but something is going to happen where you're going to have to. Maybe it's just two hours, maybe it's overnight, but you really need to get a strong list of babysitters. <laughs> Even right. if you don't need them, you need that list because things happen. Right, right. And it, it's healthy too, right? I think that, um, you know, you have to make time for me, you know, some me time and um, and time with your, your spouse or friends, whatever is important to you. But I think it's just that balancing act of, you know, trying to fit it all in and make it work. And to me, I'm, I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. And I, you know, I just get when everything's working and going well. And, you know, I just get excited by that. And yeah. So the busier, the better, right? You're at your yeah, peak when yeah. you're busy. Yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm the same way. Uh, let me editorialize a little bit. You said your husband was away in Hawaii, I believe you just said? Yes. Okay. Yeah. My husband was away all week. And I normally get overwhelmed when he travels because he I go to sleep earlier because uh, I wake up earlier. He kind of does the bedtime routine for the most mm-hmm. part. Unexpected trip all week. I have done so good solo this week. I, I can't figure out what I did so right. Really? We've had the best week at home. <laughs> and I think I know the answer. I didn't but, cook. I didn't cook dinner one night. Not one oh, night. There you go. Yeah, that's a lot. It of was work. amazing. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, we do, you know, we use Home Chef and other, you know, meal plans and we'll pick up food and, you know, Chipotle. I always feel great about, you know, serving Chipotle for the family because it's, it is good food and it's good energy for them. They're all athletic and running around and it's not fast food. So, so that's always a good backup plan too, but no, you're right. And so I have this funny thing. I always tell my husband, like, sometimes it's easier when he's on the road, because when it's just you, like, you know, you're responsible for everything. Yep. So you can get it all done. I mean, believe me, I prefer he's home to help. But it is it kind of works when it's just you, you know, you're you've got the whole day and every day. And um, I don't know, you know, I don't know, we just make it work, right? <laughs> so you do work at Chipotle. And in fact, if I have my my information, right, you were hired there from young brands about two years ago. And, and when you came in, Lori, you had to deal with the fallout from the E. coli outbreak. Um, when you left Yum Brands for Chipotle, what were you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I was ready to make a career move, and I was looking for the next opportunity. And what really attracted me to Chipotle was working for a brand with a purpose. You know, the, our purpose is to cultivate a better world. And I always admired Chipotle, you know, in my work at Yum because – you know, they they source all the right ingredients the right way. They do local sourcing. They care about animal welfare and where the food comes from and all their sustainability practices. And so, you know, we worked a lot on that at Yum, but mm-hmm. um, Chipotle seemed to already have that in place. And so um, when I had the opportunity to come on board, it was really exciting. And the brand, as you mentioned, was going through transitions. So it sounds had- like a disaster at the time, though. If we rewind, yeah. I, I feel like you were walking into what could have been the biggest challenge of your life. No, it wasn't that bad. So the issues were in 2015. So this is now 2017. So it had been a few years. So they weren't in the heat of, okay. you know, all the issues. But what happened is the brand wasn't able to recover from those issues. And so, 
you know, if you think about rebuilding that brand reputation, that brand trust, and that is something I had done a lot at with young brands. And so really building the communications and public affairs function here at Chipotle, which we didn't have prior to my joining, um, and, and just starting to amplify our messaging and let people know, you know, what we stood for and how important we take food safety and all the other initiatives that are going on. So really just being more transparent and more visible with consumers. And that has really helped over the last two years. Is a mother better at doing that, at rebuilding trust and honesty? You know, I think in this case, it does help. Um, I think that, you know, we know, you know, one of the litmus tests is, are we, would we serve that to our children? And I think we're even more conscious of giving something to a child than we would to ourselves or a spouse or a friend. So I think that when you hear a mom, you know, say, hey, this is, you know, I trust this brand. This is good for my family. Um, that that certainly does help. It doesn't mean a man couldn't do it, but I think it does help. Um, you've been described to me as the hardest working woman at Chipotle. How does that make <laughs> you feel? Well, I don't. I, I don't wear that as a badge of honor. I don't think. Um, I mean, I, I do work hard. I love what I do, um, but. That's not what I strive for, I guess. So I, I would rather be known as, you know, someone who is coaching and mentoring and developing people and, um, you know, really trying to move the business forward and, and bringing people along, you know, in that, in that journey. So I think it's, it's less about, oh, she works a lot of hours or anything like that. I think it's just, you know, it's more about the legacy you leave, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever find time or make time for you? And, and what does that you time look like? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I just so recently moved, moved back here a year ago. And so reigniting with old friends. And, you know, it's funny, you have to schedule it. So I, you know, my husband <laughs> I know. and I were like, gosh, we haven't even seen, you know, so and so since we've moved back here. And so making sure that we're making time to do that and reconnect. Um, like I said, I love my, you know, morning walks with the dog and, um, going to sunset or going out for a run on the weekends and, um, you know, spending time with the kids. It's, you know, my husband and I are at the point where, boy, in a couple of years, they're not going to want us around. So, you know, I spend my weekends at swim meets and field hockey games and basketball games and practices, but I wouldn't trade that for anything. I love that time right now, and I know it's going to end soon. So everybody you know, I try to dive into that as much as I can. Yeah, absolutely. Do you- do you find I, – I find this. I'm a very scheduled person. I'm a very type A individual and, and mother. I worry that I overschedule my kids. Uh, do you think your girls are overscheduled? You know, I would say yes. Um, however, when I see they have a dip in schedule, um, you know, they, they tend to revert to the phones or, you know, watching YouTube and things like that. So – I think we found a good balance. Um, you know, my the, my older daughter, the swimmer, you know, I think she's overscheduled, but she loves it. She wakes herself up, and she has for years, um, you know, early in the morning. I don't drag her out of bed. She gets herself up and is ready to walk out the door. So I think that's the sign is if your child is enjoying what they're doing, they're motivated, and yeah. they're doing it because they want to do it versus mom or dad want them to do it then I think you've, you've hit the right stride. Um, when they start complaining they don't want to go to a practice or they're too tired, you know, then I think you need to revisit it. And I think also just giving them breaks and letting them know, hey, it's okay to, you know, take a break and step back and, and make sure they have time for their friends. And I think coaches today realize that, that you've, you know, got to put in the effort, of course, 
um, in the sport or whatever you're doing, but they're also teenagers and kids and they need to go to Friday night football games and maybe miss a practice. And, um, and I think that they found that good balance and they, they seem very happy. So happy and adjusted, which is what all parents want. Yeah, I don't have teenagers, but I've been told by moms <laughs> that I admire who do have teenagers that you want them to be involved in the sense that they don't become a screenager. You get them away from the video game, away yeah. from the iPhone and, and actually doing things and socializing, whether, you know, it's it's playing a sport or, or dancing or, you know, just hanging mm-hmm. out, actually doing something with a real person. That's like a skill that we know, but kids don't know in the age of social media these days. And right. and a lot of my mom friends tell me like your daughters if they're if they're into their sports they're going to be into their body and being healthy. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. could keep them away from, you know, some of the uh addictions that unfortunately other temptations. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. A lot of people um especially moving here and kids starting high school and they say, "Oh gosh, we'll just keep them really busy." That's what the advice a lot of teenage parents have given us in the past. And I'm yeah. like, what do you mean by that? And, you know, like just, well, it's good they're athletes. You know, keep them, keep them athletic and they won't, you know, get into trouble and things like that. And I think, you know, it's just you've got you've to talk with your kids. You've got to make sure you know who they're hanging out with. And when they're going even to a Halloween party that, you know, stop in and talk to the parents and, and just be present. Um, but you know, you have to teach your kids to make good choices because we can't be there every minute of the day. And um, I always tell them, especially you mentioned social media, it's like, don't post anything that you don't want me to see, your grandmother to see, your teacher to see, you know, and that's, that's kind of the rule you should go by. And I think there's been enough examples out there of people who have made bad mistakes that they've learned from that. What scares you the most at this age, <laughs> at this stage that, that your family is in? What scares oh, you? Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, you know, I think it is those outside influences. And, you know, as I think about these are such pivotal years for for my kids anyway. And, um, you know, it matters so much who you start hanging out with and what, what choices you make and where you go and what you do. And I think just keeping kids safe today, I guess that's what really scares me the most. You know, my 15-year-old, she wants me to take her driving this weekend, you know, in the parking lot. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to be on the road soon. You know, and those kind of things just scare me to death because they seem so young and and naive and there's a great big world out there, right? So um, I guess it's just all the normal pieces of having teenagers and worrying when they're not home and driving and all of that. So what, I guess that's normal. What I love most about this podcast is I don't think a, a few years ago we would have been able to do it where we could talk about everything that we've discussed, yet you're a key executive at one of the biggest companies in in America. And there's this whole other side to you that we didn't talk about a few years right. ago, you know, because men had that job or, you know, women might have had it, but they weren't flaunting their, their mom's side either. And, and look at us as women, we're, we're multitasking effectively. Yes. And I, I love that. And I think that, you know, it's all about that balance. And you're right. In the past, it maybe would have been seen as a weakness that, you know, we had to take care of the children when your spouse is traveling. So um, I think I think it's changed a lot, but also I think working for a company that has those values and respects that of their employees, and you know it's really from the top down. We have an incredible CEO who, who is a a great family guy. He has three kids. He's running carpool too, you know, so he <laughs> gets it, and and he wants us to go go to that dance recital, go to the baseball game, you know, make sure you're not missing these opportunities with your kids. We get our work done. I mean, no doubt you can work twenty four seven, and you have cell phones and. Wi-Fi everywhere now. So 
if you need to leave for an hour or two in the middle of the day, you know, go for it. And I, I think a lot of companies are starting to switch to that more flexible schedules for people because, you know, I think it makes for a better, um, certainly more dedicated um, employee and more compassion. And that's how I think what's going to keep teams around and people working for for coaches who understand that. You were just saying, um, you tell your girls, you know, sometimes it's okay to to show a little bit of, of weakness. You're just not into swimming today or what mm-hmm. have you. Um, do you think it's okay for you to show weakness? And have you done so recently? Um, you know, I think you have to be careful with that. Um, weakness, I guess, is a um, an interesting word and can be interpreted. I think if it's showing vulnerability or being humble or acknowledging maybe where you have a weakness at, you know, capability or something, that's fine. Um, But also what you're doing about it, right? So if you say, well, gosh, you know, if you are all of a sudden going to take over a financial role and you really don't understand the P&L as well and all that, it's okay to admit that, Mm -hmm. but also have a plan of how you're going to achieve that. Say, hey, I'm a little weak on, you know, this, but I'm going to partner with the investor relations you know, department, I'm really going to dig into the numbers, or I'm taking this course, or I'm listening to these podcasts, you know, whatever, or webinars. Um, So I think you do have to be careful with um, being as open about a weakness when it comes to a business skill. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if if you just need to take a mental health day, and you're like, hey, I just need a day off, I've been, you know, working and traveling, it's been two weeks, and, you know, you need a mental health day, that's fine. I think that's absolutely fine. What about showing weakness at home? Well, you're it's like asking me all these tough questions. Okay, well, here, you can think um, of your answer because um, I, I'm actually not a big social media person and I don't overshare. However, I was, I guess the word is inspired by, you know, Padma Lakshmi? She's the, the top chef host. Yeah. So she, she on Instagram, it was long. I'm just going to share part of it. Um, she wrote this. Halloween is sacred to, to me and my daughter. It's an official mommy-daughter holiday. This year was different. This year, mom was away a lot. Mom was overwhelmed. Mom is exhausted. I just didn't get it together. She goes on, it's been intensely stressful balancing it all lately. I even cried more than once. Luckily, I found this mask to hide behind. Hashtag mom life. Hashtag Halloween. And that's exactly how I felt this year. I mean, we had this like special... um, my kids are young, this Halloween parade to do, and I found out about it last minute. And while I had their costumes already, they weren't together. And I was just like, I have no energy. There were so many events leading up to Halloween. I just had no energy to do it, so I didn't tell them about it, and we didn't do it. And I, I really felt guilty about it. Mm-hmm. And I admitted it. You know, I basically said, yeah, mom yeah. mom can't do it this year. I, we're doing a lot for Halloween, but, yeah, we can't do everything. I don't know. I just – I caved. I was overwhelmed. But did it feel good? I mean, that you, you know, you did that and you put yourself, you know, top for once because we don't do that. I mean, I was going to say, I think that's my weakness is, you know, you add, do you go to the gym? Do you do this? The answer is no, no, no. But do I get my kids to the gym? Do I get, you know, so I feel, you know, weakness might be, I put myself last um, and I'll take care of everything else before maybe my own, you know, wellness or different things. So, so I think that's a watch out, and I do need to make more time for myself and prioritize that. And it's not that my family 
you know, isn't encouraging that. It's just you get so busy and I, know. You know, I run out of time. I'll have good intentions of going to the gym or going for a run. And then before I know it, I'm like, oh, it's seven o'clock. You know, it's dark out. <laughs> I know. I actually felt really guilty about it. It took me about a week to get over it. But whatever. I had to talk talk myself out of not feeling guilty because <laughs> I'm very type I A also. I'm, I'm like, we can do it, whatever. I can act really fast. We're like, I'm good at that. I'm, I'm good under pressure with the deadline. Yeah. Um, with a lot of responsibilities. Yeah. I'm the best multitasker out there. But like sometimes, I don't know, sometimes I, I, I just can't. <laughs> yeah, nope. I mean, your body will tell you too sometimes, right? You're like, I just can't do this today, you know, so I'm just going to take a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've actually made big mistakes because I've done, I've taken on too much and it's like, okay, yeah. that's the warning sign. Okay, stop, stop, reassess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I mean, I know myself personally, you, you know, you know, when you've, you've kind of extended yourself a little too far. And a lot of times you can just self-correct. Right. You know? So it might be like, yeah, I know I committed to doing this dinner or speaking at this event, but, you know, I just can't, I can't do it. Unfortunately, something else is coming up. And that something else that came up might just be, you need to be at home. You want to have dinner or do, you know, or just take a, take a night off. So I think that's okay. I think that's, people get it. If you could imagine, if you could go back to yourself before you were a wife and a mother, um, I know it's hard to imagine. We're we're not. We don't want to go back there. But is do you ever think about? Oh, I would be in this place in my professional life if I didn't have the personal life that I have. Um, Well, I thought you were going to say because I love when people ask me, "Did you ever think, you know, that you know you would be married and have two kids and travel, and your husband would travel, and you would have this job and get it all done?" I'd be like, "No way, I can't do that." Right? It's Scary. There's no way one person could do all that, right? But somehow we make it work. So I thought that's what you're going to ask me, but I fooled you. You mean, <laughs> but you mean. Um, so tell me, tell me exactly what do you mean? Well, you know, I'm, people always ask me, especially younger women. They always say, "I don't understand how you do all that." And like, would you be able to do more if you didn't have other responsibilities? And I, I kind of love questions secretly because it's like I think about. It, I'm like, wow, what would I be doing right now if I could basically do whatever I wanted? Like if it was just like Lauren time all the time. Um, and I don't know the answer, but I wonder. Yeah, so I don't know exactly what I'd be doing, but I'll tell you, I think I would be just as busy, you know, because that's just who I am. So yeah. I think if I, I know, I mean, if I have free space, you know, I'm going to fill it with something else. Um, so I, I don't, you know, like I said, I, I love what I do. I love the pace. I mean, that's why I I've got into this career and, um, I love that every day is different and every day is a challenge and, you know, throwing kids and other, you know, things in the mix just makes that even more challenging. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to imagine, like, what else you'd be doing today, right, if you didn't, if you, it's all the choices we make. You know, think about even when you made the decision to go off to college and where you went and, and then the job you take out of college. I think of all these left and right turns that you could have gone so many different directions, yet it got you to where you are today. And you know, I don't know what it could have been or would have been, but I'm really happy where I, where I am. And just, you know, I think it's important to just enjoy the moment and, you know, where we are now and, and thankful for the opportunities that I do have. And that's why I think it's important to, to give back and to mentor other, you know, especially women. I just have a passion for that and saying, you know, you can, you can have a career and have a family and have a personal life and whatever you want to achieve is completely up to you. Especially now. And as we wrap this up, what are your goals? For, for, you know, the next year at Chipotle oh. <laughs> or at home, whatever you want. 
Both. Yeah, no, a lot, a lot of goals at work. I mean, as we're going through this major transformation, um, you know, here at Chipotle and rebuilding that trust, rebuilding confidence with consumers, getting back on the map, um, and just, you know, getting getting the word out about what an incredible company we are and opportunities we have for everybody, whether you're in our restaurants working or visiting our restaurants. And then at home, just to, you know, make sure everybody's happy and healthy and find more personal time together. I think that's probably a common theme we hear these days. But, you know, making making more time for family time and making sure I'm cherishing every moment and not, you know, having my, my phone out all the time. So that's a... That's something I'm always working on, being present. Lori Shallow, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. I really enjoyed our chat. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great one. Thanks. You too. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.